0: Hi, thanks for tuning in. This is Druggist for the People. This podcast will contain my feelings and opinions and uh, stories from from my practice in pharmacy, but none of this should be taken as just hardcore fact. This is more about stimulating questions that you can then take to your pharmacist and your doctor and your healthcare team uh, to help you better understand and participate in your care. And once again... Just a little reminder, if you're looking for medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, you won't find it here. You need to use your healthcare professional for that. So can life be anything but a subjective experience? Can you? Is there a way that you live it and you are not the one who interprets what's going on and where you're at and all, all the meaning, if there is some, <laughs> which I think there is, I believe there is. I, I've i heard a phrase tossed around occasionally just a few times over the 40 years I've been at it, but it's so profoundly wrong that I'm going to talk about it in just a couple of minutes here. It's two words, and it just represents to me a misunderstanding on the part of a practitioner or a doc to think that he or she is in a position to make an assessment like this. The words are, and they should never be together, but here they go, unwarranted optimism. Now, that to me optimism doesn't necessarily mean that you think you're going to live another 50 years or that you know, everything's going to go back to normal or anything like that. Optimism can take all kinds of shapes and forms and there's an argument that the patient needs to know exactly what is really happening and what are the expectations, prognosis, this kind of thing. But I I don't know it, it's just it it is it gets to me at the core for anyone to say that someone is they're demonstrating this unwarranted optimism. Uh personally my mom had a long decline and um, it was Alzheimer's disease and my dad took care of mom and he was always hopeful and optimistic that mom would at least level out or or somehow maybe improve and he over the course of those years just kept at it and I knew there's there's really basically one drug um, Aricept and it's a cholinesterase inhibitor. It's sort of a you just throw in something at it, hoping you get some sort of benefit. Frankly, it's a, to try and increase the, the concentration of this neurotransmitter, acetylcholine. And it's maybe effective once in a while. But there are uh, today more choices. But, you know, with regard to the cholinesterase inhibitors, there are a couple others. Exelon and Remenil, uh were also available and working in the same way and had the same degree of effectiveness or ineffectiveness and Mementine was available, but today there are a number of other uh, medications out there that are advancing the really the research and the treatment of Alzheimer's. And so just talk real quick about those. Uh, this is, again, not to be inclusive or to be uh, your absolute source of information about making decisions about these kinds of medications, but to uh, let's just sort of get the big picture here. Uh, so, these beta amyloid plaques that are evident in people who have Alzheimer's, uh, the the treatment is trying to go, instead of just trying to increase the amount of this neurotransmitter, to try and remove some of that and hopefully have an effect on cognitive ability and, and to or diminish the, the decline uh, in people. Um, so, this was something that happened here. They're monoclonal antibodies, which there will be a podcast on, a brief description of that kind of drug, Um, but you can't, it's like insulin, you can't swallow that kind of drug because it's a protein and the acid breaks it down, so it requires injections, but uh, Adelhelm was uh, released, I think it was in 21, and it was kind of controversial because lots of people weren't going to carry it because it had this high incidence of cerebral hemorrhaging and edema. And... It was approved anyway so it was very uh controversial and, and just i don't know how much use it's getting but what it does is diminishes the um formation and helps to break down potentially these uh these plaques um, so a new one has been released it's uh lakembi and it too is in this same realm where it's attempting to diminish the production and prevalence of these uh, amyloid plaques and hopefully then slow the decline of dementia in in the patient. They're used in early stage uh, dementia. This kind of drug is called a disease-modifying therapy because it's not just like a Band-Aid where you're trying to increase a neurotransmitter. It's trying to get to the the cause of the disease. So that's, that's considered an advance, but again, it's early early days in trying to figure this stuff out and they're they're getting a quick approval on these meds because of the urgency because there's we don't have treatments available to treat these things so uh real quick, there are other ways that that they're looking at how we could modify and diminish the impact effect of these excuse me i didn't mean impact the effect of these. Uh, of this disease on people. So there's these tau uh, proteins that are involved in the brain cell transport system somehow. Uh, they end up uh, forming and twisting into tangles that are also indicative of Alzheimer's. And so there's meds that they're trying to keep these things from aggregating. And this is kind of exciting. There are looking at vaccines for this, which I went to continuing education at Kentucky a few years ago and um Talked about vaccines for Alzheimer's, and that would be an amazing advance to have something like that really uh, diminish the incidence and the effect of this disease. Uh, they're also looking at how to decrease inflammation. Insulin resistance seems to be something that may be uh, affecting Alzheimer's. I, I, they've tried nasal insulin. I don't believe that was effective. But the point is to keep trying. Heart health uh, connection is... Um, In perimenopausal, postmenopausal ladies, perhaps a year's worth of estrogen supplement may or may not have an effect on the development of Alzheimer's. So there's a lot of different roads that that they're going down to look at this. So I guess that's it. I just wanted to mention these other things that are happening that weren't there um, when my mom was sick and when my dad and and the whole family was dealing with this. But... um, these back real quick to the monoclonal antibodies that are out there now that are de, that are designed to uh, work on these amyloid plaques the there are there are a lot of decisions to be made here that it can slow the progression but what does that mean and for how long will it slow the progression and then is it worth it and when it's an early stage these fairly significant potential side effects are out there so, um, it's it's not an easy choice for people, and, and determining if it works, is it worth the risk, how long will it work, we're still trying to figure all that stuff out. Um, these brain bleeds and brain swelling, this is something that needs to be discussed with your physician and monitored very closely. Uh, then there is, and this is no small matter, the the, the cost of these things and whether uh Medicare is going to pay, or private insurance will pay for them because it's like twenty five, twenty six thousand dollars a year, uh, and this was this is the kind of therapy that's effective would continue for an indeterminate amount of time. So, um, just just wanted to, to follow up on that real quick. Well, anyhow, for someone to have ever told my dad that that he had unwarranted optimism um would just be so wrong and it and it doesn't change that mom did decline over those years but it's how dad lived and he continued to live for another couple of decades after mom passed um and and that was always a part of his makeup so i don't know people you know they can have grandiose thoughts and delusions and you know they may make some bad judgments but um, I, I would suggest that we all reject that phrase, unwarranted optimism, and um, not to be to be blind about any of this, these things that are happening in our world, but to um, somehow approach it with with a um, with an optimistic hope, an idea about. What it, what it, where things are going to go, um, and w- in regard to drugs, since this is what we're we're supposed to be talking about here, uh, there are placebo and nocebo effects, and I think everybody's pretty familiar with placebo effects. Where you, uh, if you believe that that little that little tablet is going to take care of your migraine headache, there's like a chance, even if it's just sugar, that it's going to have some kind of effect, and that's powerful and that has to do with attitude. Now there's there's all kind of conditions where you don't get those kind of effects from placebo, but it's it's surprising sometimes how strong that can be because it's about believing. And the nocebo effect is uh it's kind of the Eeyore effect, really. It's like all the adverse effects can be listed. And if someone just wants to have a rainy day and reads you know every every adverse effect that's only occurred in in one person out of the hundred thousand, and they have that adverse effect. Well, there's a there's a fair chance that 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 was brought on by that belief system as well. Now, I did fortunately I, in school I had a professor who told me that if a if a patient says it happened, it happened. Meaning that if it's not in the in the literature. It still happened. And I so appreciate that because everybody's experience is different. But anyhow, I just wanted to share these ideas about having a positive attitude. And if you can, be an optimistic. And when it comes to the meds, to, you know, move into it with this idea that. There's there's a fair chance it's going to work, and if it doesn't doesn't work for whatever condition, you'll probably find that out. But uh, participate and and um, try to have a, a positive attitude. And if things are not with that said, if it's not working, you move on uh, to your next option. So continue that dialogue discussion with your physician, your healthcare team about what's going to work for you. You continue to monitor and participate in this thing. Anyhow, I appreciate you listening. Uh, This has been Druggist for the People.